Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first official episode of the Conservative Podcast. I am so excited that this project is finally starting. This is an absolute deep-rooted passion of mine. I absolutely adore politics. I adore conservative values, and I'm so excited to have a space where I can talk about them. If you want to hear more about me and more about where my passion lies, I highly encourage you to listen to my trailer. I kind of laid it all out there for you that way. I thought a good way to start off my podcast series would be to talk a little bit more about myself and about my history with doing commentary in regards to politics and even Christianity in some instances. I was making video content on Instagram and a little bit on YouTube for probably six to eight, ten months and I had some really awesome content out there. I had one video that did really well on Instagram. I did a response to Van Jones and him crying over being happy that Joe Biden won and that ridiculousness that it was. And that video did really well. I did another one that Candace Owens reposted. So it was something that I was doing and really enjoying and doing well. However, in 2021, I switched jobs and the job that I changed to was a very small nonprofit company. I had been working in the nonprofit space for quite a little bit, and I switched jobs because I was so sick of where I was. The pandemic made my job very hard, very terrible. So I switched jobs, hoping to just get some relief from what I had been doing prior. Well, I only ended up being in that job for two weeks, um, and this is basically that story. Now, to protect the privacy of the people involved in this story and the company that I was working for, I am not going to mention any names or the name of the company. Um, I, in this instance, chose forgiveness, and I'm going to continue to choose forgiveness. I was deeply wronged by these people. However, I made a conscious choice to not seek vengeance or revenge or justice it just didn't seem right in the moment and i will continue to get to that as we go along so let's dive into this so like i said i switched jobs and i was really excited to get started do something new i knew that this company was a little bit more left-leaning i could just tell from the leadership right away that doesn't scare me though, so I kind of just pursued it. I was also in a really rough mental state at the time with my job and life and a lot of things that were hitting me. I was experiencing anxiety for the first time. I had never been an anxious person, and for the first time in my life, I was experiencing anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of frustration, probably the most unstable emotional space I've ever been in in my life was during this period which is probably part of the reason I even made the decision to move to this company when there was no real benefit other than I just wanted a change so in hindsight this probably wasn't the best choice all around but it is the decision that I made and now I have this story to tell when I switched, again, I knew this place was pretty left-leaning. I could just tell from the leadership. But they also were very good at preaching, oh, we're open to everybody. You know, we're going to let you believe what you what you believe. And we're not going to impose anything on you. And I kind of believed them. Again, my mental state wasn't great. But they also did an okay job of demonstrating this in a lot of ways. So I kind of believed them. I kept myself very 
quiet about what I believed um, until they asked me what pronouns I wanted on my business cards. And I think this was strike one against me. I told them that I do not want pronouns on my business cards. I would like to forego them. I basically told them that that does not fall in my belief system and I do not want to participate. They said okay and they let it go. And I thought we were good. Um, We did have a member of the team that identified as a they them. So I do have a feeling that that might have been a reason that they started looking into me a little bit more and looking into my socials and things like that. They also noticed during a Zoom meeting that I had a ring light in the background because I used to have a ring light when I was doing the videos to help light myself up. It was a nice tripod ring light combo. I loved it. Bought it off of Amazon. So again, I think they started to think, oh, this girl probably makes some type of content because generally you don't just own a ring light. Well, I made a, a video while being employed with them. Now, granted, it was pretty early on, but this is something that I had been doing consistently. Um, My channel was something that I had had now for over a year, and I had been making content pretty consistently. I think there was a bigger gap between my previous video and the current video. Basically, the video was titled, BLM is Propaganda. I was speaking on Black Lives Matter and how a lot of what they do and what they say, and honestly, in today's day and age, we can kind of see that come to light, how they are very manipulative and how they basically use propaganda to gain power and to gain leverage. It was a very striking video. I will admit that. I went for a lot of shock value with my videos, which you tend to have to do with video content. You have to kind of make something that people are going to go, wow, to repost it, to spread your message, things like that. Somehow, this company managed to find this video. I am still, to this day, completely unsure of how they found this video. I had always kept my politics separate from my personal life. I never mentioned it at work. It didn't cross over into my personal accounts. I actually keep all of my political accounts separate from my personal accounts for these types of exact instances. People who know my real name, if you, or my full name, if they google my full name, you will not find any of my content. I have disassociated it with my professional self and my personal self partially for my own safety as a young person, but also just because the whole point was to help eliminate some of what happened next. So the day after I posted this video, I started my day as normal. And now I was working at home at the time. I noticed that there wasn't a whole lot happening. A lot of my meetings got canceled that day and I wasn't sure why, but it's a small business. Things change. I get it. About one o'clock in the afternoon, I receive a call from my boss and she informs me. She's like, oh, do you have a minute to talk? And she gets another person on the phone who I believe is a member of the board of directors of this company. And she basically she basically tells me that I have violated their social media policy. She tells me you signed off on this policy and therefore we will be terminating you effective immediately. Now, as soon as she said this, I instantaneously knew what she was talking about. Now, I tried to defend myself and I basically told her, you know, this is a separate account. This isn't associated with my name. It's a separate account. 
she proceeded to cut me off from my sentence and said, this is not up for debate. We will be terminating you effective immediately. I will be sending you an email. Within five minutes, all of my work accounts were shut down. It was like instantaneous. I'm obviously panicking. The My heart's pounding out of my chest. I'm sweating. I'm going into these anxiety attacks, which again, were brand new to me. And I... I go, oh my gosh, this actually just happened to me. I just got fired from a job. I've never been fired from a job. This was brand new and a job that I had only been in for two weeks. I went from being unhappy with my job, switching to a new position to unemployed in less than 14 days. It was very scary and I'm not that old. And I, it was also the year that I'm planning a wedding. I... I just, I panicked. I lost it. So once I was able to calm myself down enough, I actually went and pulled up all of the information they gave me, you know, because I was thinking to myself, do they actually have means to fire me? That seems a little bit odd. I mean, I understand that they probably don't agree with what I have to say, but it doesn't seem right that they can fire me over this. So I go and I pull up their social media policy. You know, I'm going to do my research, right? I'm going to figure out how did I violate their policy? Because that's what they're claiming. They're claiming that they're firing me over violating their social media policy that I signed off on. So I went in and I found the social media policy and I read it probably four to five to six times. I had other people read it. Basically, the social media policy is do not be using social media well on the job. I didn't do that. Do not speak for the company, meaning like I can't say, oh, our company believes such and such. I can't I can't say that. Didn't do that either. And the third part of the policy was that I am not allowed to say anything negative about the company. I didn't do that either. I am always very careful in anything that I post or create to not say anything about where I work. I don't feel that it's even necessary nor appropriate to do, especially in the, in the context of politics. I have no reason to say anything. I know it's not their views. These are my views. Okay. So after kind of confirming that I didn't really violate their policy, I then start going well, hold on, this this doesn't feel right. Like, it's confirming my suspicions that this isn't actually about me violating their social media policy. Especially because there was no warning, nothing. There, normally, a disciplinary tract in a company looks like a verbal warning, a written warning, and some type of suspension or firing, depending upon the offense. That's pretty standard in the realm of corporate anything. Uh, even all of my nonprofit jobs, that is the policy. And even then, it's generally very challenging to get fired in that process. They kind of almost don't let you get fired unless you greatly violate something. Now, I didn't violate any written policy. So at this point, I'm thinking, wow, I actually have grounds for a wrongful termination suit. And this is where it starts to 
confirm some of my suspicions so um, like i said everything was immediately shut down and they basically told me we're gonna send you pre-postaged boxes for you to send us our stuff back so they sent me those boxes directly to my house and i shipped everything back to them so they could get their equipment back the one positive is they did buy me a bunch of office equipment to set up my at-home workstation so at least out of the two weeks that i was employed and their cruelty to me i was able to get a free desk so you know all's well that ends well (laughs) but anyway i started thinking well hold on i really would like some clarification on you know more of why they're firing me and how i violated their policy according to them so i obviously don't have my work email at this point so i go to my personal email and i send an email to my boss and i go you know i would really appreciate some clarification as to why you are terminating me i'm looking at your policy and i do not see how it was violated i got absolutely nothing back not a thing absolutely ghosted dead silence nothing i received my last paycheck from them about a week later with all of the vacation time that i was owed and i basically never heard from them again so now i'm unemployed and i'm working i'm working part-time to be able to pay my rent all of this kind of stuff i've accepted the fact that this happened i've moved on i cried about it of course it was a hard thing to have to go through and from that moment i just put all of the politics on hold i didn't want to and in that instance i definitely succumbed to the fear and I let that moment basically define what I was going to do. And you have to understand that from someone who's only in their, you know, early 20s, I'm getting married. I was getting married at the time and I needed to be able to live. I couldn't allow this to be a reason that I was going to financially struggle. Doing politics isn't my full-time job. As much as I would love for that to be the case, it just isn't. And so I had to make a choice to just go, okay, this is not the thing I'm supposed to be doing at the moment, so let's take a break. I did explore the legal option. Don't don't think that I'm some saint and in just forgiving them. I did explore the option of suing them for wrongful termination, but I ended up going against that option just because I didn't feel like it was really the correct way to go and I'll explain that a little bit more in detail by just saying that I actually did call some lawyers and they did say that I have a case however the people that I called it just wasn't big enough for them to take on the other concern that I had was I didn't want to really have my name attached to what would end up being a relatively public lawsuit all lawsuits are public right so you can find any of this stuff online and I didn't want people to type my name in and see this lawsuit for the rest of my life not at the age that I was at the other thing that I had to take into consideration at the time was this company despite what they did They did a really good public work for the city. They provided a service that I believe is very important for the city to have. 
And I didn't want to be the person responsible for removing that from the city. They are a nonprofit. A lawsuit like this could really hurt them. And while every ounce of me wanted that to be the case, I wanted to hurt them the way that they hurt me. I knew that it really just wasn't going to be the right choice. It wasn't going to be beneficial for anyone other than appeasing a desire inside of me for revenge. That That is the only thing that it would have satisfied. It would have produced no other good. And I had to wrestle with this for a while. It is so tempting in an instance like this to seek justice. It really is, especially when it happens to you and it's so blatantly apparent. You know, normally you get a reason why you're terminated, but for them to just say, no, this isn't up for discussion, they're clearly trying to hide their tracks. They know that what they're doing is wrong and their lack of communication with me and all of that was just, it was so glaringly apparent that that was the reason they were firing me and they knew that and the fighter in me was like no you can you can take them down you can make them feel the wrath of what they did and I just had to be the bigger person and choose different forgiveness is definitely one of the things that I do the best in my life however never in my life had it been so difficult because they took away my dignity. They took away my livelihood in that moment and they took away my passion for something that I've had since I was a really little girl. And I just chose to be the Christian that I know people believed I could be and I just let it go. I forgave them. I moved on. I got I worked basically a part-time job full-time to be able to pay my bills. And that is something that now I am so proud of. Looking back at it, I am so proud of myself for handling it the way that I did. Not only in the forgiveness sense, but I didn't take a dime of unemployment. I just told myself that, you know what, this is a hiccup and you're going to do it. Like, you're going to pick yourself up from this. You're going to succeed. And so I did for three months. I worked basically part-time, an hourly wage for no more than $10 an hour for three months. And luckily, I was living with a roommate at the time, so I could squeak out affording rent on what I was making and I was living off of the couple thousand dollars that I had saved and the the last uh, paycheck that I had received which was large because they paid me all of my vacation as well and I did it I managed to be able to survive from the middle of April until the middle of June on just part-time income which has given me a brand new perspective for the value of hard work and that anybody who says that they can't do it hasn't tried because I was in that situation I was in that desperate situation and I did not take a single dime of unemployment and I still came out victorious it was hard though And it was emotionally taxing. And like I said earlier, I was not in a good mental space, which is probably why I ended up in this situation to begin with. 
looking back at the video even it was a little unhinged and i will admit my faults i'm not perfect it was not the most eloquent video and it has since been removed because i don't want it to be a constant reminder of this event it's also not work that i'm overly proud of well i believe in the message that i was speaking i do think that it could have been done better I will say the real moment that I was able to forgive them came when I was actually out on a run. And I ended up passing right by the area where they're located. And I, in that moment, just felt like, you know what? You need to stop right here in the middle of your run. And you need to lay hands on this building and pray. Pray for your heart pray for their heart, pray a prayer of forgiveness, and that God actually would descend the calm and peace and forgiveness into my heart. And as cheesy as that sounds to some of you, I know that there are going to be people that listen to this and be like, that's kind of lame. That's really overly Christian-y. It was the healing moment that I needed. It was the moment of closure, of being back at that building and going, this is the moment. You are going to walk away from here at the end of this prayer and you are not going to allow this to be more than a memory. You're not going to allow this to be more than a moment in time. And I'm getting a little teary-eyed thinking about it because it was a moment that was really powerful. And it's going to be something that I remember for the rest of my life. It's going to be an example for others. And to be honest with you, more than that, it's an example to myself of the kind of person that I am capable of being. And I use it all the time. I use that story. I use this story to teach people that we live in a world where things are really polarized and i became a victim of cancel culture sure it was on a minute scale but i became a victim i felt the pain that is associated with that and i want to use this story to show people that while fighting is fun sometimes while revenge feels like the way to go while screaming at the rooftops why you are correct is sometimes what your heart desires forgiveness can probably be more of a powerful tool than revenge now these people have no idea that i forgave them i never spoke to them again but my story is far more powerful because i forgave them And my heart is so much more at peace because I forgave them than filing a lawsuit would have ever given me. So for those of you who are wondering, that's why I took a break. I had a traumatic event happen and I had people essentially cancel me. And it took me a year. It took me up until honestly right before I started recording this to go... I can't be afraid of this anymore. It happened. It did. Learn from it. You know, there are things that I could have done differently in this scenario. My video could have been much more tasteful. I want to create content that is respectful and informative. I don't want to be someone who is angry on the internet. There's plenty of angry people on the internet. I don't need to be another one of those people. And that's one of the things that I learned from this experience. 
but it took a long time to get over that fear and part of the reason I decided to start doing this again was because I just really felt the call I feel like I'm in a much better place now I am now married I have a different job one that is something that I'm good at it's in a much larger corporation so I'm able to keep to myself a lot more than I was previously and I just feel that I'm in a space where I am comfortable and I am also supported in pursuing this dream that I've always had and hence the podcast. I figured this would be a much better way to have the conversations that I love to have, share my thoughts, do it with a little bit less of a time constraint, right? Because not as many people are going to watch a 20-minute video on Instagram, but a 25-minute podcast is something that is far more reasonable for people to listen to. On top of all of that, podcasts don't need to have nearly as much shock value as videos do. I don't necessarily need to clickbait people into listening to a podcast. It's far more of a personal choice than being bombarded with videos all the time. So that's today's episode. Thank you for listening to my story. I hope it helps you understand me a little bit better. And if you have any questions about it, obviously you can't message me through Spotify, But if you are interested in following along or you want to interact with me directly, I would love to have you follow the conservative Instagram page. The handle is at underscore C-O-N-S-H-E-R-V-A-T-I-V-E. I would love to see you there. I post a lot of updates through there. It's kind of the only social media I have. You can find me on Parler as well if you're on Parler. It's the same username except without the underscore in the front. So you can find me there as well. And I will be posting podcast updates, upload information there. And if you ever have any questions for me or you have a topic that you want me to discuss, you can DM me through there. I would love to interact with some listeners. But until the next one, I hope you have an excellent day. And I want to tell you, stand firm in your principles, love other people, and be proud of being conservative.